Judges chapter 12. Just a short little bit we're going to read tonight. Not much, at least I don't think there's too much for us to glean from these passages, although maybe there is, and I just hadn't picked up on it yet. Or, or maybe there will be something God will reveal to us. But uh, these passages are kind of just telling us, they're kind of just filling in the gap between Jephthah and between Samson. And so uh, we had kind of skipped over a couple of judges, a couple of chapters back, Tola and Jer. Uh, and when I say skipped over, I mean we went through them quickly because there wasn't much information about them. The same with Shamgar at the beginning of the book. Uh, so another one that we just don't have much information about. And here in the midst of the story, we have these three judges we're going to look at tonight that we just don't have a lot of information about in the Scripture. Judges 12, we'll read all the way through the chapter 8 through 15, then into the first verse of the next chapter. Judges 12, be pretty short and sweet tonight. One reason, because there's not a whole lot in this text. The other reason, I ain't feeling too good, so we're just going to squeeze these in and get us ready for Samson next week, Lord willing. All right, let's pray, and we'll get started. Father God, we come to you tonight, and I thank you for these words, and I pray that you would just help us to understand your story as a whole when we read stuff like this. God, maybe there is some uh, some big point we can get from this, dear Lord. Maybe it's something that I hadn't realized, but maybe uh, we'll realize it tonight. Maybe some, there will be something in your word tonight that will speak to us, and I pray that it does. And I pray that you help us to see this whole big picture and this whole story uh, as, it, as it all points together to Jesus Christ. And I ask that you just be with me tonight. And give me the words to say as we look at your word. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Judges 12, verse 8. Ibzan, who was from Bethlehem, judged Israel after Jephthah and had 30 sons. He gave his 30 daughters in marriage to men outside the tribe and brought back 30 wives for his sons from outside the tribe. Ibzan judged Israel seven years. And when he died, he was buried in Bethlehem. Now, much like we saw with Tola and Jer, uh, with Ibsen, we don't really see much information. Now, you may remember when we read about Jer that he had 30, 30 sons who rode on 30 donkeys and had 30 villages. Now, it, he could have literally had 30 sons, or that could be symbolic language. It could just be a nice round number. Uh, it could have been that he really had all those children. It could have been that having a lot of children symbolized that he was very wealthy. That's why they had the donkeys, and that's why they had the villages. Well, the same may apply here. We just don't have enough detail to really tell us. We just What we see here is the detail that we have on them. So we just don't know much about these judges other than this little bit that we read. Uh, if, if these numbers 30 are literal, then we know that this, this Ibsen, this judge, had a lot of children because he had 30 sons and he had 30 daughters. Uh, he got wives for his sons from other tribes and he sent his daughters off to be the wives for husbands and other tribes. So uh, at the very least, if this number is literal, he had 60 children, 30 sons and 30 daughters, and it's possible uh, he could have had more. We just don't know much about uh, Ibsen other than the fact that he had all of these children and that he uh, married them with other tribes of Israel. When it said he sent them outside uh, to be married, it probably doesn't mean that they were, they were intermarrying with the other uh, people in the land, that is, the, other, uh, the Canaanites. Uh, they were probably just marrying other Israelites from different tribes, which uh, would not have been an issue, uh, and that's probably what it says there when they were marrying outside of their own, of their own tribe. All right, verse 11. 
Elon, who was from Zebulun, judged Israel after Ibzan. He judged Israel ten years. And when he died, he was buried in Ajalon in the land of Zebulun. Now, Elon, we know even less about than we just did the one we looked at before, Ibzan. We just don't have any information apart from the fact of how long he judged Israel for. He judged for ten years. Uh, Ibsen judged for seven years. And we just don't have much information. Now, I could make up some stories or opinions about Elon, but it would be just that. It would be conjecture. It would just be an opinion and made-up story because there's just nothing there for us to really get from this other than he was a judge of Israel at the time. Moving on, verse 13. After Elon, Abdom, son of Hillel, who was from Pirathon, judged Israel. He had 40 sons and 30 grandsons who rode on 30 donkeys. Abdon judged Israel eight years, and when he died, he was buried in Pirathon, in the land of Ephraim, in the hill country of the Amalekites. Again, another judge uh, with 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 not much information about him. Uh, just like we saw with Ibsen, just like we saw with Elam, uh, now here we see with Abdon, well, he had a lot of kids. He had 40 sons and 30 grandsons, and they rode on 70 donkeys, similar to what we saw with Jer. Uh, and perhaps there is some, some meaning there. That perhaps he was a wealthy man. Uh, perhaps he's just telling us how many kids he had. Perhaps there's no real a deep meaning or, or significant meaning to that number 20. Uh, or maybe it is. I really don't know. I haven't really found any good suggestions as to, uh, as to what that number could mean. Uh, but as it said with the other judges, uh, the one similarity that we see is that it tells us how long they judged for, seven years, ten years, eight years. So we see how long each of these judges judged, but we don't have any detail of their story. Now, we've come off of Jephthah, where we had a lot of detail about his story. Uh, we've come off of uh, Abimelech, who was not a judge, but was a pretty evil guy. We have a pretty good bit in him about Scripture, got a lot of his story. We came from Gideon. His story was huge. We're going into Samson. His story was big. Lots of details about his story and situation. Uh, but, but here, as we've seen a couple times, breaking up some of these judges, we just see a period where the writer of judges here chose not to give us any information. Now, it could be uh, that these were not really significant judges. Uh, maybe things were really bad in the land at the time, as they had been in other times, uh, but these judges did nothing really special one way or another. They weren't terribly bad or they weren't wonderful. They were just kind of normal. Maybe that's why the author here doesn't tell us anything about them. We just don't know. It's also possible that maybe the land was kind of at peace at this time. Uh, maybe the Israelites were following the Lord during this time uh, and things had kind of quieted down. Maybe there was no need for a big story, or let me rephrase that. Maybe there was no big story written because there was no big story to write. Maybe these judges, they served their time. Uh, they, they judged Israel. Israel did good. They didn't turn from the Lord. And all was well for this period of time that these three judges judged. We just don't know. We don't really know if things were good or if things were bad or if these, these judges were good or bad because it just doesn't tell us. But I believe that just from the fact that we don't have much detail from them, uh, that maybe the land was at peace during this time. Maybe Israel was doing pretty good and things weren't horrible. But I could be wrong about that. These, uh, it could have been horrible at that time and these could have been horrible judges or good judges. We just don't know. We do know that they were judges of Israel and we do know that they served 
uh, for the length of time they did. But that's really about all we can get from them uh, from these passages here. On into chapter 13. Verse 1, the Israelites again did what was evil in the Lord's sight. So the Lord handed them over to the Philistines 40 years. Uh, now this leads me to believe that maybe they were at a, at a time of peace. That's one reason why I think maybe they were at a time of peace during these other judges because it says here that the Israelites did what was evil again, uh, which makes me believe that maybe they were doing good for a little while. But now they're back to their old ways that we have seen through the first 12 chapters of Judges. We have seen this pattern. They are back to their ways. Their enemies oppressed them for a long time, uh, and, and God is always faithful to come in and to deliver them. And that's what we're going to see uh, here in the coming weeks with the story of Samson. Now, we're going to be studying about Samson for quite a while because uh, it's four chapters of Judges that cover Samson. Uh, most of what we have left to read, there's nine chapters left uh, in the book of Judges, and four of them we're going to spend talking about Samson. And so he probably gets more about him than any of the rest of the judges. I guess Gideon would be the only, only one close. Uh, if there's one thing I guess maybe we could take from, uh, from these verses tonight, it may be this, and that is, is that uh, our life pattern is not terribly different from that of the Israelites. There are times that we do what is evil in the sight of the Lord. Hopefully those times get lesser and lesser as we mature in the Lord. Uh, and there are also times that maybe we're at peace where uh, we are really seeking the Lord and things are going good. And the good news is we can stay at peace should we continue to seek the Lord and be obedient to him. We can continue to have peace in our heart and joy in our heart. Uh, we can continue to uh, be in a good place. Now, when I say be in a good place, I mean in good relation with God. I'm not meaning that everything in our life is going to be good. But when we are in good relation with God, even when things in our life are not good, we're still at peace. We're at peace whether things are going our way or whether things are not going our way because our peace is not based on our situation. It's based on the Lord. Now, praise the Lord. We can stay at peace with Him if we continue to seek Him and be obedient to Him and call out to Him. We can be at peace with the Lord. Uh, and that's what Jesus came to give us was peace. But the problem we have is similar to what the problem the Israelites had. We turn away from the Lord. We turn away to sinful things, sometimes very sinful things. Uh, sometimes we, 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 we get so far down the path and we cry out to the Lord. And uh, there's been times in my life that I felt like the Israelites did when they called out to Jephthah. And they, felt, and they called out and they said, all right, God, help us. And God said, well, look, you called out to those other gods. You was involved in all this other sin. Uh, hey, call on them to help you. Uh, and sometimes it may, we may feel that way, that God's not hearing us or listening to us. But God was faithful to them. They continued to call out to the Lord. They turned from their gods, it said. And when they turned from their sin, God heard them. Even though he was angry with them, even though they had done wrong, God was still merciful and gracious. And he can be, and he is, for us too. And uh, that's a valuable lesson for us to learn throughout this whole book. We've seen this whole theme. And if there's nothing else that we take from this, hopefully we take from it that we can learn not to do what they did that we can work not to do what they did, that we can work not to uh, continue to give in to sin and continue to give up on God, but to continue to seek God with all of our heart. And if we do that, then we don't have to have times in our life that are like chapter 13, verse 1, that say, Then the Israelites again did what was evil in the Lord's sight. 
we, we can continue to do what was evil. And if the story was being written about us, our story would be something like this. Uh, the, the, uh, Shan did what was evil again in the sight of the Lord. Or insert your name there. How many times in our story would we insert our name there and say, I did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. And then God hears our prayers and then God delivers us and then we seek God and then God blesses us. And then five years down the road, if somebody's writing our story, and then it says it again. And then Shan did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. And if we say that, boy, it kind of brings us to light because really that's true about us because really we do kind of follow that same pattern sometimes in our life. And we don't like to think of ourselves like these old evil Israelites, but the reality is when we continue to live in sin, we are like them, but we don't have to continue to live in sin. We can be in peace, the peace that Jesus Christ and Christ alone gives us. And that's what we need to be striving for in our lives. So let's pray. Father God, we come to you tonight. And I thank you for these words, and I pray that we get something good from them. Even if we don't understand all these judges, dear Lord, I pray that you would help us to, well, know what we can. And we know what's in your word, and it's not much. And so, God, let us just put this piece of the puzzle in there to make the big picture. And if there's something more you want us to get from it, well, then just let the Holy Spirit reveal it. If not tonight, maybe in the future we'll read these. And there's some good message you want us to get from it. And I pray that you would help us to see that, God. And I just thank you that we get these words. And I pray that you be with us as we get into Samson, that we can learn from uh, from his life, from his mistakes, and from uh, his just all that went on in his life, dear Lord. Just help us to learn from your words in the next few weeks. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen.